welcome to the People Doing Good podcast, the Feel Good podcast. I'm here today without Jerry Robinson. He's out and about doing some Raider things. And I have a special guest host, hostess. <laughs> I have Trisha just Davis like a here. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and funny you would say cupcake because Trisha's the owner of a wonderful business called The Whole Pie. Yes, we love The Whole Pie. The Whole Pie has been around, what, has it been three years? Yeah, we're um, headed into four years, actually. It's been quite a while. And it's funny because people walk into the shop and they say, oh, how long have you been here? And we like, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> So you, the whole pie and, you know, people doing good, our podcast is all about spreading positivity by sharing the stories of people doing good. And you might be a good person to interview at some point because you do a lot of good in the community and the whole pie. Also, can you tell me about the tips? Well, so originally when we opened the shop, it was just my business partner and I working there and we didn't feel comfortable taking people's tips. It felt weird and wrong. Um, and so we decided, but people were funny about it. They wanted to put their coins somewhere. They were actually frustrated with us that we had not provided them somewhere to put their coins. So we thought, okay, fine, we'll give you a jar, we'll put a jar. And we started donating out that money. And so we would save it up for a month, sometimes two months and donate it to our favorite charities. And then as we hired staff, we made it clear to them that that's what we were doing. And if they were on board, they accepted the job. And then they contributed to the, cho the choosing of the charity, which was really fun. We found largely we focused on animal charities. That was just what everyone was feeling. And I think the, the human charities are a little harder to choose from. And you don't feel like you're making as big an impact with a couple hundred dollars as right. you do with a, you know, a cat charity. I understand. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, things have changed and people wanted to give their tips specifically to our customer or to our employees. They were very specific. And so we have made a change and now that jar gets divvied up equally between all of our staff members. Well, your staff members are people doing good. They are people doing good and they work hard to be friendly and warm and, you know, help people choose exactly the right pie for whatever it is they need it. And, um, you know, they deserve it. Awesome. Well, today we are, we're at Coach's Corner Fitness Center. So we're <laughs> waiting for Odessa Gunn to come in today. And on this interview, I was just talking to Trisha as she came in because she has a lot more extensive knowledge in the animal rescue realm than I do. So Trisha is probably going to take the lead a little bit on this interview. She did a little bit of research on Odessa and we're looking forward to meeting her. We are. I'm actually really excited. I love a woman who does all the things. Yeah. You know, I really love to dig into the facets of people, and I think she has lots. I think so, too, and, and we will be um, sharing our interview with her coming right up. Enjoy. Trisha and I are here with Odessa Gunn. She just arrived at Coach's Corner, and she has a friend with her. Can yes. you tell us who you've got? Sure. I have Ethel OG, and she is one of my many rescues from China. Um, yeah, she's kind of one of my, one of the many loves of my life, but I have nine with me. I just brought the one inside. The rest are out of my truck, terrorizing the parking lot. <laughs> they're in there in your truck. Oh, I wish yes. you brought them in. We're all going for a, a hike afterwards, so yeah. Cool. <laughs> so you're going to do a group hike with 10 dogs? Uh, yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and how does Ethel ride? Well, she stays in the truck. So, so, okay. I have a property that burned in the 2017 fire yeah. and my neighbors right next to it, that's a five acre, uh, property, but my neighbors have like 200 acres and it's fenced and there's nothing there anymore. Right. Ah. And so we go there. So it's just like, uh, let them all off the It's leash. a free-for-all. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so she Very just... Nice. Sounds fun. Stays in the, she gets out to sniff around a little bit, and then goes back in the truck. And we don't really, like, hike. <laughs> that was my air quotations. You guys right. missed it, because this is, like, you know, a podcast. Yes. But, like, it's more of, you know, a, a saunter around, because I have all kinds of, like... My, <laughs> my specialty in animal rescue uh, is, like, small, disabled dogs. That's like my, I have everything, but that's my like focus. So of your animals, how many of them are lap sized? So, uh, are we including the turkeys? Cause I would consider that <laughs> turkeys are not lap sized. Actually, no, no. no. What? Chickens, yes. Turkeys, no. <laughs> to be honest, the turkeys, my turkeys are probably twice as big as any of my dogs. <laughs> and that's a wow. true, that's turkeys true story. Are fatties. Yeah. These are big ones too. But um, do, you, do the so, turkeys sit on your lap? 
Well, Christmas you know, happens. one of them would, <laughs> but they're broad-breasted, so that's like this sick thing from the human meat industry, where they grow really quickly, massive. They're not so they they can't even carry their own body weight right. typically because we only want to eat white meat. their breasts right yeah, so it's disgusting. Uh, i know so anyway anyway but these guys are so these guys are also one of them skinny i don't know what her deal is huh. but yeah so um anyway so yeah okay so my dogs are all pretty small and and i love all sizes of dogs i love all dogs i do not discriminate trust me <laughs> but i started with little ones because at the time you know my ex-husband and i were we lived in europe in spain for like eight months of every year so i was flying back and forth a lot and so for uh, ten years, you so need I needed carrier dog exactly one mm-hmm. that could come inside the plane with me. So I started with little, and then once you add bigger ones, it can be dangerous just because of the size difference. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did you live in Spain? Girona, which is like an hour north of Barcelona. Oh, beautiful! I beautiful. lived in Barcelona for about a year and a half. Oh, you did? Loved it. Come yeah. on, yeah, I love I it. I need to go back. Yeah, you've been to Spain. I have not been to Spain, but I have this feeling I would really enjoy eating there. Oh yes, eating oh, the paella. Tapas. Yeah. I love small plates of things. Me too. And then you can eat lots of them. Yeah, you can. I like Yeah, that. I like big plates of things. Do you? Of things. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I like eating. food. I just yeah. like food. We can talk about food. Just kidding. We can talk, we can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. um, so, question for you. Um, so, your Facebook post about your 50th birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, by the way. When is it? Thank you. It's March 29th. This lady doesn't look anywhere near 50, by the way. Bless your heart. It's just good genetics. Yeah. And Botox. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> so works. I'm not going to I feel like people in general look younger. Oh we God. take better care of ourselves, right? Yeah, the way we eat. Is it? You think it's the way you we know, eat? I think it's yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like vegan, vegetarian mostly, and like I just work out every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. Where do you work out? In my gym, you in do my your garage, own thing. Well, I also work out at uh, Fusion Fitness with Chuck Magnosa, who's I've been working out with him forever. Do we need to shout out Chuck? Yeah, I love Chuck. Shout out to Chuck. Hey, Chuck. What's up, Chuck? Chuck is like, <laughs> Chuck's pretty He's badass. He's the man. Pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Does he say nice things to you while you're working out, or does he say mean hard <laughs> things to you while you're working out? He says real things that I probably <laughs> should hear. So yeah, so real, real. Okay. So all right. But uh, but uh, it's funny because we're like we're like the opposite because I'm always like push me harder, I want to do more reps and he's like really, (laughs) yeah, so funny because he's always he's just really he's super sweet right he's just so sweet yeah he's really sweet and you're like be meaner yeah I'm like I need to to crawl out of here or limp out of here because otherwise I don't because my crazy former pro athlete so you like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I was a pro bike racer, so oh, I, we right. are like suckers that. for punishment. I heard an ad on the radio the other day for a class they were calling effing thighs of fire. I think that's what it was called. And I, I, you can swear on the podcast. No, that's what they uh, called it, effing thighs of fire. Okay. And, I, and I just I sat there at the stoplight in my car swear. thinking, yeah. why would anyone in their right mind sign up for that? But see, now I understand she that would. you all are not in your right mind. It sounds like Odessa wants to sign up for that. Sorry. So yeah, I should be an instructor there. <clears throat> oh, it's your next career. Yeah. It's the next phase, the 50s. You could do CrossFit that involves dogs. Ooh. Right. So, like, instead of rolling tires, you could, like, hoist legless German shepherds. Okay. Well, I don't even, I just, if people want to get a workout, they just could come to my house. And help me because every day when you have like twelve dogs, yeah. you have to squat down to pick <laughs> up the poop. Animals, yeah, yeah. yeah my whole life is a workout. Yeah. What are your other animals? So I have goats uh, at the moment, four goats, and I have two pigs, two potbelly pigs. One oh. is like the size of this building, and then the other one's just like a normal potbelly pig. And then wait, I, are these the the Phoenix brothers? Oh, oh, yeah. So two of my goats are River and Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. <laughs> and then two of my other goats are the, the, the male models, Derek and Zoolander and okay. Hansel. Oh, I love your names. Yeah. That's great. So, and then the turkeys. I have three turkeys. Well, although, when I was driving here, I, had, I have to drive by my two front pastures on the way. And I looked in the field, and I'm like, what? Like, I thought my, two of my turkeys all of a sudden looked super fit. Like, I was like, what have they been doing? They're having friends over. Well, exactly. So there's a bunch of wild turkeys. So yeah. I might have just adopted 630 animals. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. They're transient, though. You just yeah. have to feed them water for a few days. They'll move right on. Oh, really? 
That's what you think. So did you, did you rescue your <laughs> broad-breasted turkeys? Are they rescues? Uh, yeah, yes. So did, they, like, did you, like, rescue, like, you pardoned them from the Thanksgiving table? Well, I don't eat meat, so, and I don't really serve it in my house ever to anybody. Okay. But, um, but uh, so a friend who actually lives out here in West County, she had these neighbors who were continuously bringing these animals around and then all of a sudden they would just kind of like go missing one by one you know especially around like occasions anyway they're going to eat these turkeys these were part of the whole crew and then um they just abandoned them they decided they weren't going to eat them for whatever reason hmm. and then they just kind of weren't taking care of them so she called me and i like oh sure turkeys no problem please please She's like, right, can you come and catch them? And everything. I'm like, yeah, it's, please, dude, it's me. Turkeys are hard to catch. I drive out there in my $700 jacket. <laughs> the turkeys. And I have my crates. I'm like, how? Turkeys are no problem. I'm like, I have to take the trees, right? What could go wrong? Yeah. Everything. I heard turkeys can be a little mean. Yeah. Well, no, they, I don't think, I've never experienced that. Maybe, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm sure everything can be mean, right? At some point. Anyone like, can. Yeah. yeah but uh, I've never experienced it with these guys. I wasn't expecting, I've never met a broad-breasted turkey, right? And, like, I got there, and yes, they looked huge, but still in my mind's eye, I'm thinking bird, feathers, not heavy, bird. I mean, I wasn't thinking, like, subconsciously. I was like, they're birds, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But also they were covered in feces because they'd been keeping them in, like, a foot of, like, their own poo. Aww, and babies. It's liquidy, and they were coated in it and slippery. And so... And you and your $700 jacket. Jacket, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I got... And I didn't take any of the dog bits out of the back of the truck, so they were all going to get destroyed. So, like, I tried to pick one up. And I've picked up a lot of animals and like everything, you name it, right? But when it's slippery with poo, really <laughs> gnarly, mm-hmm. stinky poo, yeah, and and it's flapping and it's fifty pounds, mm-hmm. fifty slippery, slippery flapping pounds, and the wings are hitting me <laughs> in the eyeball, and I go like at one point a talon, if that's what you call them, like hooked in my ear, and I'm like, yeah. oh. and then I was just like feces from head to toe. There was nothing on the jacket. <laughs> Pretty. Oh, and the jacket was just yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I had to like wash it like in vinegar. It's a still okay times, though. It's okay. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for husking. Yeah. Most I want to know about the jacket. My jacket's okay. <laughs> do you ever look at those turkeys and just say, you know, if you dudes really understood what I'd done for you? <laughs> well. Well, there was a yeah. The other yeah. day, I kind of had a. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, I believe in a life of service to others. And for me, the others are animals. So I, I'm always, like, grateful to be able to, like, scoop their poop and clean up after you are? them. For real? A hundred percent. Wow. Because, well, and I'll That's explain. really sweet. I'll explain why. Please and it's, do. And it's not even, like, I'm not... Like, it's just a thing where if I wish... And, and I love that you do this podcast. I really love it. Because, Thank you. Because you're teaching people something that... They don't know. Like, a lot of people don't understand. Like, when I say I believe in a life of service, right? I truly do, to the honest depths of my heart, because I've experienced both. I've experienced being a really selfish pro athlete, you know, living a life of, like, me, 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 and what's going to be, you know, what's in it for me and all that. And then on the flip side, I, I dedicate my life to animals now and kids, you know, and my friends, whomever needs it, really, that comes in my orb, you know, but You're mostly animals, because I'm, like, so, I just, I'm really passionate about them, and they get such uh, a raw deal in, all over the world. Well, they can't help themselves. No. No. Right. Mm-mm. And they're voiceless, like, yeah. they can't say, look, what this person's doing to me, or this culture is doing to me, or whatever, so, but here's the thing, like, <laughs> when you live, okay, this is, and it's a Buddhist thing, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm going to completely destroy it, but if... I'll try to get my message out. So, like, I guess what they think is kind of that, you know, okay, so there's one of us, right? So, if we are constantly focused on ourselves and our inner, 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 like, me, 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 what can I get for myself? What can I do for myself? Oh, my God, how do I look? How do I feel? Oh, what do I, you know, what should I do for myself today? And should I, you know, constantly trying, self-serving and then self-serving adventures. Like, well, I'm sad, so I'm going to go to Cuba. And I think I should maybe do this for me and for me and for me, right? And constantly, and it's, a natural thing that we kind of are in, I don't know, it's our inclination to do it, and I don't know why or where we got off track, but, but there's one of us, and then there's eight billion, and that's just of our species, right? Then there's all other, like, there's, like, the majority 
of the if you're just looking at numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Looking outward is a no-brainer. Right. Right? The odds of finding happiness looking outward at the quadrillions and zillions and zillions, I'm not good at numbers, but that sounds I like I think the zillions is about yeah, right. right. I think yeah. it's a thing, mm-hmm. a number. Quadrillion zillion. Quadrillion zillion, right? So if you look at the quadrillion zillions yeah. of others, there's so many opportunities to find joy. Right. But if you're just looking at yourself, like if you're having that bad hair day, or if you're like have a hundred zits, or if you feel crappy or whatever, mm-hmm. or if your boyfriend just broke up with you, then it's just a misery thing. There's not a lot of opportunity in there. So like the, the truest thing, and I'm not saying that you should look outward for self-serving reasons because that defeats the whole purpose. But when you do look outwards, like like for me or outward, I guess, like I my focus is on animals and it, and it can be very sad because it's, it's pretty harsh out there. Like yeah. I said, for all the animals, but, but when you concentrate on the ones that you're helping, like it's just a happy, it just, it, it brings me joy like nothing else. Like mm-hmm. when I rescue a dog, when I rescued Ethel, who has the wiggle, wiggle bug right now. Um, we'll have I, a photo of Ethel in our show notes so people can see. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> Got us here. Quite gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's just, it, 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 provides you with a certain kind of joy that you're not going to get anywhere else. And people, you know, a yeah, lot I of do people know. Yeah. don't do it enough. But, but, okay, here's an example. So I have some friends who volunteer during the fires, right? Or during, you know, when there's like a big disaster and people are really suffering like, mm-hmm. in a big way. And then people will donate their time. or And they're just like so like overjoyed and just like, wow, that was so cool. And it was so fun to help. And I got goosebumps. And... It was, and they just dive in with two feet, and then they're just super like, and they're just fulfilled in a way that they aren't in any other capacity the whole year long. And I'm like, if we just, if there are a way that the world were structured differently so that we were incentivized, right, to go to spend like 80, 90% of our time serving others, mm-hmm. and then 10% serving ourselves. But like, in a lot of cases, people have to spend. A hundred percent of their time just to pay their bills, surviving. right? Just well, to survive. So Our world is not set up for. Well, it's not, but it's also because we have the wantsies, right? So True. I was just helping my son with a term paper the other day, and uh, the question posed was, "What makes us human?" Mm-hmm. And so we were doing all this research about the different the differences, you know, from back to you know the hominins and the Neanderthals and how we came to be and the genetic mm-hmm. differences between us and the chimpanzees and on and yeah. on and on and then into compassion. And um, one of the theories presented was that um, you see in human children, you don't see this in animals, but you see in human children that once their needs are met, they are empathetic and kind and sharing mm-hmm. and cooperative. When they feel that their needs are not being met, they are none of those things. Interesting. And so then if you look at what we think our needs are, mm-hmm. right? And so then back linking back into the Buddhism, mm-hmm. if you narrow what your needs yeah, are, totally. then your needs are more easily met, freeing yeah. you up for empathy and service and cooperative mm-hmm. nature. So I think it's it's kind of you know smart. that's really smart that's really smart that and that that is that is the truth that is the truth so there's this Tom Hartman he wrote he he's like this philosopher like wicked smart guy okay? mm-hmm. as we say on the East Coast <laughs> but uh, he um, he there's this like like adage that it's kind of the same thing but like okay you take a guy right or a woman whatever a human who's naked in the woods and it's raining and it's nighttime and it's freezing cold. Right? So that person's like wandering around the woods, naked, freezing, cold, wet. And they stumble upon a cabin. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, the cabin light comes on, and they go in, and they're, they're rescued. So the person in the cabin, or in my mind's eye, I like to think it's like a bear or a dog, <laughs> you know, takes them in and puts them in front of the fireplace, gives them a blanket and a bowl of soup. They are instantly happy. Right. But the human condition thinks that they will be you know, exponentially happier if they get more soup and more fire and more blankets. Right. And that's where, that's where the sickness happens, right? right? We have this like hoarding thing or mm-hmm. we have this like, you know, p- accumulation and competitiveness and, and it doesn't serve. It's not working. It's clearly not working. Right. I mean, it's just not. Doesn't, you don't have to look very far to see that people are not doing well. Right. Right. We're, we're not happy. And, you know, back to your thing about the fire and people jumping in. Yeah. I think during those those situations where so many have lost so much yeah. and even dare I say everything, yeah. right? All of a sudden we all look at what we have 
and our needs are minimized for just uh, a moment. Our needs I are minimized. It, right? And it goes away so quickly. And right. We get back into but the in ground. that moment, we jump in mm-hmm. and become people of service and we experience that joy. And then we forget because the flipping PG&E bill shows up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we're back to whatever it is we do. I know. I, I, I know. I wonder, like, I wonder what it would entail, you know, and it's an interesting time right now because of this virus, right? For me, especially because I've been to all of these markets, you know, in Asia where not just the wildlife wet markets, but just the farmer's market in every little community all across, like, well, I've only been to China and in Asia, so, um, but from what I've seen, it's just the, it's abhorrent neglect and cruelty and, mm-hmm. and, and all these, the, the, nobody's treated with respect, like the, none of these animals' lives are treated with respect or empathy or compassion, and, and we do it the same here with chickens and pigs in mm-hmm. America and cows, you know, we're not, we, ours is just better hidden and, you know, right. like you can't torture an animal intentionally, there's laws against that, but there aren't over there, so, like, I'm, and now that now that they're out, they've outlawed the the wildlife markets at least in, in in China. So I think that that's a step forward. I think that you know, well, my hope is that they'll recognize the the steps right from the neglect to mm-hmm. the to people dying. Right, <laughs> right. You can't neglect something and treat it with cruelty and and torture it, you know, and expect to consume that and be okay. I mean, it's like a, it, eventually that is not. It's all connected. Yeah. We're all connected. We are all. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. Every single. And we're only going to be as healthy as our lowest common denominator. I can be the happiest person in the world because I, I mean, I am really happy, right? Because I get to do what I love. I love animals and I get, this is, I get to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, but I'm not going to be as happy or, or, and I can't thrive as much as I want to as so long as like the lower, the lowest common denominators of the world are out there doing evil stuff. Right. And getting right. away with it. There are always going to be people and animals that need help. That, yeah. That never ends. Oh, hey, so Marlo and Abby are coming in. These are two of my young Hi, ladies. Hi, Miss Marlo. Hi. Oh, my God. Marlo and Abby, this is Odessa, <laughs> and you know Trisha. Hi, guys. What are you stashing in your oh, shirts, oh, you guys? Oh, 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 so Marla was my student in kindergarten, and oh. now I train her at the gym here. And Abby, I train in basketball as well. Oh, nice! So oh, cool. have a right seat, on. girls. <laughs> Athletes, I love it. And I've encouraged them to eat really healthy, as you can see. I can see that. See. My influence is overwhelming. Large size. I keep trying, and they smuggled them in. I tried to give them some pickled garlic today from the sushi Nobody bar. wants your pickled no, garlic, lady. Garlic. Wow. It's so good. Nobody wants it. So there's things in between Lucky Charms and pickled garlic. I'm just saying. Right. There is a middle ground. That's a good point. So I this is Ethel sure. Girls. Garlic sounds lovely. Is it cheap? Hi. Are you the dog person? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so cute. <laughs> Thanks for not saying lady. Lady, young lady, young person. No dog. No, but people say dog lady. And you I don't dog want to be lady. the dog lady. <laughs> is it? Is it the inflection? Is it because it's the lady? You don't want to have to be a lady. Yeah, you don't want to have to sit here with your ankles crossed. Well, because well, yeah, with that, with that, right? <laughs> Ain't happening. But like the. Uh, I don't know. It just sounds derogatory. She was. I know she did not mean it in any way. That like, but when people say "crazy cat lady" or uh-huh. "crazy yeah. dog lady," it's uh-huh. like just they take the crazy out, but they still mean it. They mean, "Oh, you're right. the dog lady, oh. or you're the cat lady." Yeah. Like, I oh think it's God. such a compliment when people call that. me the crazy cat lady. Yeah, I really oh, do think do. it's a compliment. So I'm good. good. It's funny, good. right? You it's like cats. you've achieved a life I have goal. All the cats, Marlo. Well, all like, the cats. And I think that people who appreciate and can communicate and live with animals have like a sixth sense. Just like I think athletes have a sixth yeah. sense. So we all have It's like, an intuitive, it's just it's something, sense. it's like a, it's that X factor kind of thing yeah. that you're talking about, I think. It's just a different level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like, I think being an athlete is like the same thing. It's like a mind-body connection that like, I see people that don't have it at all that are so disconnected from their physicality. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how do they function? I couldn't even, like... Well, they don't. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's the truth. They don't function successfully. Yeah, I couldn't. No. Here's what I want to know. Okay. Okay. So what I read is that you grew up Mm -hmm. on what you're referring to as a salt rock. (laughs) Yeah. In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Kind of, yeah. So how Mm -hmm. does growing up in such... um, 
I want to say narrow, but that's not fair. But, you know, in, in such a, a, well, a, a, a separate yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, you're always a boat ride away from everyone else. Yeah. And so how does that shape you? Well, interesting. It was kind of, it was pretty isolated. Uh, we had a causeway um, eventually, but it's, yeah, it's a long story. It was on an island, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova Scotia, right? Yeah, off the northern tip of Nova, Nova Scotia, but south of uh, Newfoundland. Okay. But it's still like four times zones east of here. You know, it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's right. very, yeah. Um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> how does that, like, you as a how, oh, how does that, how does that turn you into no. who you are now? Like, how, like, where did your drive to become an athlete come from? And then how did that <sighs> lend itself yeah. to this empathetic animal savior I don't know. I was born with the animal thing. Okay. I was born with it. Did your family have animals? We had a, well, we had a black lab. Mm-hmm. What Nero. was his name? Nero. Nero. Named after the black, the evil emperor. Nero. Because nice. he was like a naughty dog. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm like super allergic to the animals, cats and dogs, mm-hmm. all of them. Like, so I take Singular every day of my life. I couldn't live without it. In fact, I forgot it today, but I'm okay. But I just, <laughs> like I can, and I had all these asthma attacks when I was a kid and, you know, and I think that one that something that kind of like maybe you know charted my course a little bit was uh, when one of the times I was hospitalized, the doctor was like shaming and judging my parents, and he's like, "You have to get rid of that dog. <gasps> you have to get rid of the dog." No. And I'm sitting there, right? I'm like eight or something, and Nero's like the center of my universe. You know, like yeah. my dog, who yeah. my parents had before I was born, by the way. My parents love that dog. Yeah. And like, no, she's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. We can make option. another kiddo. She's a bit of a pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, we we left that doctor's when I was bawling my eyes out, and we get in the car to drive home. Like, it was like a five-hour drive. They had to take me to specialists. Like, my poor parents, and they were in their early 20s, right? I could mm. barely, like, raise a, like a, like a, a flag or <laughs> right. I don't know anything and then like an antenna in my 20s like let alone like a child a child yeah and so we're driving home and I'm crying and my dad's like Odessa we're not gonna Nero's not going anywhere it's okay because I was like I'd rather be hospitalized and not breathe than part with Nero yeah. he's yeah. a family member he's a family member you know and my parents did everything else from like taking like wallpaper down to like replacing carpets to do and oh I had gosh. to go on this nebulizer thing every night we, we they did so much to like help me without taking my dog away from yeah. me because I'm like that doesn't make you know and I'm like what am I not tough or something <laughs> and then just occurring to me that so like I think that because of all of the breathing difficulties I had my heart kind of grew bigger mm. a little bit bigger that's a yeah. nice way to look at literally, it literally not yeah. metaphorically yeah but both, yeah, both absolutely yeah but and yeah. so I think that that helped me become a really good athlete so um yeah but then so uh when I graduated high school I went to university kind of on the mainland closer to Halifax and and that's where I really like discovered athleticism and bike riding and then I moved to Ottawa where I became a bike racer and made it onto the national development team, moved to Calgary, and then came to the U.S. So, like, that's what brought me to the U.S. was my bike. Uh-huh. Um, but at the, all the while, I've always, animals have been my number one. Yeah. Like, 100%. 100%. Do you still cycle? I do. I ride my bike, like, every day. But nice. I kind I do it in my garage because I don't like to go in the sun anymore because I have so much. Like, I can see the difference between, like, the skin on my legs from here up and you guys listen, ladies, because from here down is, is like two bodies, two human, two different humans. Because like the sun that the sun that was the exposed sun so for twenty five years mm-hmm. riding my bike around, mm-hmm. and the skin on the back of my hands looks like an old lady, but the skin, you know, any other is fine. So I don't go in the sun anymore. So I don't ride outside anymore. And plus, the drivers kind of scare me now. Yeah, oh, well, they, they should for sure. Yeah, yeah. They sh- you know, and I have like, and I'm single, so I always think. Every time I ride out on my bike, I do still ride on the road sometimes. I'm like, well, if I get run over, like, literally today, what's going to happen to my dogs? Right. Like, I have a will. It's oh. all detailed, and there's everything. There's, I'm leaving my money all to my dogs and my, my charities. But, you know, I just think what's going to happen. I don't want to orphan them. So as much I, I try to do as much as I can not to abandon them. I yeah. just would worry. Like, if some truck takes me out, then... I'm going to be at the hospital all day, and I'm like, that's... I don't leave them for more than, like, four or five hours. Yeah, no, and, and like, no one's going to take as good a care of them as you do. And no one's going to know to, like, people I don't return calls and stuff. Then I'm going to be like, you know, and then, like, the cats will be eating my face by that time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, right, right. Like, you know really I guess I'll be at the hospital. I won't be a dead body in the house. Right. 
No, but I mean, you know, like I have to, someone would have to yes. figure out who I was to, I don't know, take care of my animals. Anyway. Oh, that's dark. I'm long-winded. Odessa. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. We're here to listen to you. Be long-winded. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I wouldn't even say you were. But I want to hear about the 50, the number 50, and okay. what that means in the work with Compassion Without Borders that you're going to be doing. Okay. Tell us about it. Thanks. So, I appreciate your asking. This is really great. Um, so, I was super hesitant. I didn't know why. I couldn't figure it out. Like, I didn't want anyone to know I was turning 50. You know, like, I was like, I want to hide it as long as I can. I don't want people to know, like, <laughs> that I'm, like, older than dirt. And then it's almost all over. But anyway, I just, I didn't want anyone to know. And then I was like, why don't I want anyone to know? Like, why? I don't yeah. want to date younger dudes. I don't want to date older dudes. I don't want to date right. ever any, ever want, ever again. <laughs> kind of, but like, so I just, it's not that. And it's, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, well, you know what? I don't want to be marginalized. Like our culture kind of thinks of older people as like, well, it's all over for them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they don't, they don't matter. They're not going to date, you know. But honestly, like, you know, younger people are having such a, a time getting on their feet. You know, it's a struggle to, like, I don't know, like, pay for a mortgage or just get established. That They have to work all the time, so they have no free time. So I think it's older people are the ones that can make big differences now in the world, you know. And, I mean, I work two jobs and I have all my animals, so I, have, I don't have a lot of spare time. But um, I just decided, like, you know what? No. I'm gonna and I'm and I'm fit. Like I'm when I work out at the gym, you know, I'm stronger than like all of the like I mean, women that are half my age, I can I have more endurance, I'm stronger, I'm leaner, you know, because I've like had all these years to dial it, to realize, okay, this is what works for me. This you know, I don't need to work out this much or whatever. I've just really had all this these years to dial it in and now I know what works for me. So um so I'm I consider myself to be still formidable, right? And I'm like smarter. Because I'm like more knowledge thirsty than I've ever been, and I read a lot, and I work out just like so much, and I pride myself on being strong. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna get in front of it and be like, yeah, heck yeah, I'm 50, and I'm like mm, getting to almost be mm, proud of it. <laughs> it's a process. I'll get there. You know, I mean, I'm gonna just own it and accept it, and so. And I was like, and you know what? I'm going to take it like a whole nother step further and try to do some kind of like positive association. Yeah. And so there's nothing more positive to me than saving dogs or animals. And so I was like, well, I'm going to save 50 dogs for my 50th birthday. Ah. So in order. So, yeah. But then this morning I had the gruesome realization. Uh It just occurred to me this morning, right? This plan has been in the works for like two whole weeks now. What happened? (laughs) What's this realization? I realized I'm like, wait, am I not going to get presents? Oh, you'll get presents. <laughs> I was like, I asked everyone I know. I'm like, donate to yeah. my birthday. <laughs> and then I was like, or as well as. Yeah, in addition to gifts. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, so, okay. So then I, I I reached out to my really good friends, Mancho and Christy Kambler at Compassion Without Borders. And they do this all the time. And I'm like, look, do you guys have like 50 dogs you need taken from anywhere to anywhere in March? Every day. <laughs> yeah, right? She's like, well, as a matter of fact. We've been looking for somebody to drive a truckload back on March 20th. And I'm like, okay, well, you, you found her. I mean, I'll do, I've done that before for them. So I've like, I, it's, I love it. I love it. But, um, I said, could, could it be 50 dogs? Like, specifically? <laughs> That's a big truck girl. <laughs> you know, well, they take like, yeah, that, that many, uh-huh. I mean, it'll probably be more than 50, let's mm-hmm. be real. But, um, so I told her, I'm like, look, I'm going to do, I'm going to fundraise for this truckload. Like, I just wanted you to take that off your plate. Because they have to do this, like, all year long. Yep. And I'm the VP of, uh, at the board or the board for the Forget Not Farm. I know how fundraising is tough. And yeah. you, you fear that you're exhausting your donors and you're, you know. And oh, totally. I have a nonprofit, too. But, you know, oh, um, yeah. on that note, I'm going to interrupt you for yeah, a second. Sure, I went sure. to the Bow Wow Bingo. And oh, I was yeah. at the table with Christy and Moncho. Yeah. And I recorded a little bit from the bingo. We're going to include some clips in this episode. But oh, fun. that was such a successful event. And being in that room was really, like, chill-inducing. Because you know that everyone in that room was there because they care about animals. Yeah. And Christy and Moncho, they, I think they, they did really well on the event. And they're wonderful okay. people. I interviewed them as well early on. But love them. I didn't know you were friends, but I knew you were working with them. Yeah, they are like, uh, you know, have you ever met somebody where, I mean, I know Dr. Christie better than Mancho, but um, I am, I am like, without a doubt, a much better person just 
for annoying her. Because mm-hmm. I often, like, a lot of times it sounds so cheesy, but I'll be like, okay, what would Christy do in this situation? But yeah. I want to, like, tell somebody off or something. It's and like I, the I'm ultimate like, compliment. It's just the truth, too. Like, it I've never better. said that to her. Cause, but I, but it's just, it's a fact. And I think that sh- they have that effect on everybody mm-hmm. they meet, you know? So I'm a, it's a freaking honor, man, to know them and to have been, like, in their orb yeah. for so many years. And so... Uh, to be able to help them is just like the greatest, the greatest thing ever. And and she loves, you know, they love dogs like I do. You know, yeah. there's, they're my people. They're Wait, so <laughs> you're gonna drive the truck? Yeah. So and uh, from where? Where will this begin? Okay. So on the 18th, I'm, and my good friend Angela and her daughter Ella, they're coming. They're coming with me. They're just like amazing. How old is Ella? Beings. She's 11. Oh, what a cool experience for her. Oh, I know. And she's like, she's she loves animals. She's a little mini. So uh, um, we're flying to Phoenix on the 18th, mm-hmm. and and then we rent a, a car and drive to Puerto Penasco, which is like four hours south of Phoenix. Okay. And then that is where uh, Dr. Christy and Mancho have their uh, free clinic, which is like, it's there all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and they also have like a shelter there, so they have dogs waiting to come back to the U.S., so we will pick from those dogs, or they're going to pick from them to get the paperwork ready and everything ahead of time. So um, so we'll spend a day there because I want Angela and Ella to see the clinic and see the town and meet everybody down there. They're wonderful people. And then and also, like, rest a little bit because yeah. it's, like, two really grueling days because it's, like, we, we set sail on the 20th and uh, cross the border, and then it's, like, two very, very, very... Because when you think about it, like, the pee breaks with 50 dogs... Uh, yeah, takes oh, two hours, yeah. and you got to take all the cages out and then put them back in, and like it's stressful. And so I sometimes drive transport. I oh, cool. I only do Central Valley and North. Oh yeah, right on. But even that is a very long day. But yeah. I have to say, so I have the luxury because it's only Central Valley and North. I don't stop for pee breaks for the dogs. Because yeah, I'm no, always right. terrified of losing one. Of losing oh, one. There's always it. that story of mm-hmm. somebody took this mm-hmm. dog out and it jumped, you know, slipped its leash and mm-hmm. off it went. And I just, I can't, I can't have it. And sometimes True. they will load my car so much that I don't have dogs all in crates. Yeah. Like I've had, I just drive a car and yeah. <laughs> I had 15 dogs in my car one day and they're calling me while I'm driving, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere and they're like, okay, we're just, we have two more puppies. We're going to throw two more puppies on. Okay. And I was like, oh I don't know where I'm going to put two more puppies. Yeah. And they're like, they're just puppies. It'll be fine. You have a These box. puppies were ginormous. <laughs> oh no. They were yeah, like, they're like great Dane puppies. They were noofy puppies. Oh, come they on. They were these big chunk of chunk beefy. Oh, I mean, they were Adorable, so sweet. But I had a dog much like Ethel, but a pug in the the footwell of the passenger seat. I had a giant chocolate lab in the passenger seat. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot. And, and they're all like tethered to strange places in my car, oh my so I don't even stop for a pee break. Yeah. I would be so grateful to have a co-pilot like you are going to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do the Central Valley one alone uh, too, as well. Like uh-huh. for, yeah, Christy. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like I'll drive down and back the same day to uh-huh. like Fresno yep. you know but on the way back I don't stop for a few breaks no, either no I just do don't it. I stopped drinking like an hour before exactly you know I mean? exactly like, yes. just no liquid no coffee no, yes. definitely no coffee you know yes like, <laughs> so yeah no, I just I had a thought another question sure. um I was thinking when you guys were talking about, I don't do the dog transport, I've never done that. But when we evacuated the fire, I had two dogs and two cats uh-huh. in my car. And that was challenging. Dude. And it was the middle of the night, and the cats were not in uh-uh. carriers or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought about you, Odessa, because you uh-huh. have so many animals. What, during the fire evacuation, how did that go down for you? I know. Well, uh, so in 2017, I... I owned another home luckily like because we were getting we were divorced basically and we were trying to sell our, our home that we had together and so um that home burned down off of Riley road and they we had 11 airbnb people in it that night and Ooh. some of them were older i don't know how they got out alive wow they all did though they all did thank yeah. goodness i didn't think we had guests that night anyway so but um so yeah since then i've had not mandatory evacuations, but what is it when they call? They say like oh, it's, recommended um, it's a, or yeah, something. A, they did a voluntary ma- something this time. I think it's called voluntary. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. My new house is also kind of in a scary fire area, so I don't know. Like, I mean, I've 
this last year, I was helping the Forget Me Not Farm evacuate their animals, you know, and I just loaded all my dogs, put all my dogs mm-hmm. in my truck, and um, how many is that? And the cats at the time, yes, uh, at honest. the time, yeah, 11. Okay, just 11. That's a good number, just 11 dogs. Marlo's face, I have, I have 12 at home. She has 12 dogs at home, you hear that? Yeah, and goats, and pigs, and turkeys. Well, because you your mom's the meanest, Marlo. Yeah, yeah I uh, you hear that, I Michelle. Yeah. Just have her call me. Have her call me. <laughs> Michelle, call a dog. Phone number is. She needs to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, well, and I had my like my farm animals moved in advance because I was like to a friend's ranch down in Petaluma because I was like Smart. I'm not taking any chances. Yeah. You know, I mean, the cats and the dogs. And I we can. I have a Toyota Tacoma with a camper shell on the back like we can all we're all we can go wherever you know and then yeah where would I go if my house burned down that was another question I'm like I don't have there's not a lot of people I would impose upon like with all my animals but I guess I'd just go rent out a house somewhere somewhere and just I don't know yeah yeah. find a place and hole up Mm -hmm. We struggled with that, too, at our house. I, I can relate. My son has quite a reptile collection, and I have, oh. a, you know, a hardy mammal collection. What do you have right now? Give us the rundown. Well, uh, we've got a couple of dogs, and we're recently down to three cats. Um, I'm sure we'll remedy that situation shortly. It's and, dreadful. Just three? Um, crazy <laughs> cat lady. Kitten season's about to begin, so uh, we'll have foster kittens soon. Perfect. So, you know, I'm sure we'll have more cats any minute now. But we have snakes, and we have a tortoise, and we have chickens, and we have geckos, and we have spiders. I mean, we... It's a lot we have five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. At 4 a.m., you know. Mm-hmm. And we we had to leave some things behind, um, we have like these things called micro geckos. They're very, very small, and we we didn't have room for every enclosure in the car, and so some of them stayed at the house. Mm-hmm. We thought they would be fine, except that there was no electricity, and it got very, very cold. So we lost some of our tiny friends, uh-huh. and imposed upon a friend of ours who has an animal exotic animal outreach program. So we had our cats <laughs> in a giant dog crate in a garage next to an ant eater. And they're just, you know, and and we're all holed down with four other, I think it was four other reptile collections and two other families in this house. And we're like watching to see if we have to move the lynx and the wallaby and the crocodile, excuse me, alligators to marine world. Mm. If we have to further about, you know, I mean, it's. So, yeah, when you have all of these yeah. pets, yeah. not only can you not do risky things that, you know, may leave you dead on the road, but you also have to think about how you're going to get out, which has become our new reality yeah. yay, for us. And it, but it, and it, and it has to be that, you know, right. like, so I'm, uh, before the next fire season, I'll have a, a trailer, but I'm trying to, I'm just holding out for like the ideal one for my pigs because yeah. my pigs are still getting to know each other. So, um, before the fire season, I'm going to start making them sleep in it. Yeah. Like, you know, they can come out in the day, but that's got to be their, like, safe place. That's, that's got to be their, their, their barn, basically. Uh-huh. Because loading pigs is impossible. It's, I've done that. It's, it's so much fun. really hard. <laughs> and especially when you're frantic. They're yeah. so, they're so they smart. They can feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and they know, they're like, this is, they're not going to mm-hmm. do anything you say. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, because I don't, I mean, I couldn't, I would probably, I don't know, if I could find someone to take. My other man, animals away, I would pri- probably stay and fight <laughs> to keep them. Yeah. My pigs, because they're like, you know, I can't. I got, I got kind of stuck on the pigs are just getting to know each other, and I had this vision in my mind what that oh. looks like. Are they, <laughs> is it going well? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know. Well, yeah. Um, so they pigs like definitely don't like each other. Okay. So, yeah, it takes a, it takes a long time like for them to really figure out if, if they like each other. So, so they're, they're not still, like homies. No, they're in their fighting stage. Okay. So, but the good thing is, so one of them is the big one. He, she's huge, Penelope. She's blind. So, so she, she's the ferocious <laughs> one and she can't see Wilbur. So Wilbur's like small and athletic and he can get away. And, and so she's like still fumbling around. She's big and she can't move very, she's not very stealth. And she's just like, she's blind. So she, uh, Luckily, he could just—he just runs away. He just walks away. <laughs> like when she gets ferocious, and then she doesn't Poor know where he is. Penelope. I know, poor Penelope. No, 
She's a good mm. girl. So I follow this pig on Twitter. It's, she's called Esther the Wonder, the Wonder Pig. pig yeah. Do you know her? Of course. I adore her. Well, I look Esther. forward to her post. She does, she has this every morning good morning beautiful post with her just her face. I love she's Esther. She's a big deal. She's a big deal. She is a big deal. And I just started a Twitter for my bulldog, Benson oh. the Bulldog. Good. And I started a Twitter for him and... He instantly got so much love on Twitter oh, from the God. other animals. He and now is he has feeling good friends. about himself for that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He feels like he wants to share his relaxation techniques. Oh, sure. And food tips. A food tip, absolutely. Tips, a bulldog. Right. Yeah. His yeah. hobbies. Uh-huh. Just eat everything. Just mostly <laughs> cheese. But, you know, Benson learned how to open the fridge. We talk about that. He opened the fridge and he ate my whole birthday cake from Cousteau's in Healdsburg. No. The whole cake. He ate your birthday cake? The whole cake. Well, I'm assuming it wasn't chocolate. Wow. It was carrot cake. Oh, good. Okay. Wow. And he was so bloated, he couldn't get up to go. You should have seen how fat he was. He's 70 pounds. Um. He was probably like 75 (laughs) after that cake. Anyway, so. Well, I mean, I hear him. Carrot cake's carrot cake. I know. From Cousteau's, the cream cheese Boston. Oh, yeah. I'm into. So, Odessa has 11 dogs in her car in the parking lot. So I want to make sure that we don't make this too lengthy. But I also want to make sure that our listeners, if there's any way, anyone listening can help you with your number 50. Okay, cool. What can they do? Where should they go? Thank you so much. So this is the t-shirt. So I love drawing dogs. Shocking. (laughs) Those are all dogs in the heart? Yeah. So I drew them. I do these like little scribbles, like dog scribbles. and, And so for my company, it's all the packaging and the marketing and everything. Like people love the dog scribbles. So... I decided to do a T-shirt for the for the fundraiser. So um, to save one dog, basically, it's like two hundred dollars, and so we will send you a T-shirt. And they're so really two hundred dollars. You save a dog and get a T-shirt. Yep. And where do you send this two hundred dollars? How do you how do you hook it up? So, uh, well, the link is like quite long. So if you go to my social media, I think that's the okay. fastest way. We open we started a fundraising page through Compassion Without Borders, so the donation goes directly to Compassion Without Borders. But um, it's not on their regular website. So if you follow me, um, Odessa Gun on Facebook. Okay. Or Odessa Guns for Animals on Instagram. And it's for, like, the number. Um, the link is in my bio. And then it's in the link. That's all I'm going to be posting for the next month. Okay, <laughs> so check link. that out. And we'll add the link to our show notes Perfect. to the long one so that people can just click after cool. they listen to this podcast. Thank you so um, much. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any other questions? And there's other incentives. And you, oh, tell us. So I love incentives. incentives. <laughs> okay, right. I know. So if uh, if you're one of the first uh, 10 people to donate 100, I'll send you um, a bottle of my CBD tincture for pets. Cool. Do, I have an animal wellness company for pets. And What's the name of your animal? Shout, shout out your company. Yeah, okay. Odessa's Essential Health for Pets. Okay. So it's check it out, listeners. EssentialOdessa.com. But um, and then if you are one of the first ten to uh, donate fifty dollars, I'll send you one of we have these little recovery bars for dogs, which are really awesome for like you know camping, hiking, running, and all that stuff. Recovery bars. Yeah. Love so when Josie plays really hard at the dog park, she gets her own, a little recovery exactly. bar. Exactly. Like, girl, like it's like the chocolate bar. milk I get after I go to spin class. <laughs> it's a reward. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the, and then, and then hand drawn cards and there's like, it's, we send like a little love package. So anybody who donates to this campaign, um, in the month of March, will get, uh, some presents from us. I love that. I have to say, you know, there are so many, um, places to donate money, right? Everyone, everyone wants money for one thing or another thing. That's fantastic. It's great. Um, but I love it when I get a little reward, even if it's just a sticker, it, it's a you know what it is it's acknowledgement and it's so mm-hmm. important it is it's also so like memorabilia for me you look at whatever the item is and it's a physical representation right. and you of get to have, you get to feel that for just a little moment yeah. more right I think it's really I, I like it that's great I, I, I like it too I really do yeah. like it and and um, presence as well and presents. presents. So Don't it, forget presents for Odessa's birthday. She needs birthday. presents, too. And, and um, yeah, you can send her presents to, um, where should they send them? Yeah, Just kidding. You can leave them right here in care of Mariah. Leave them at Coach's Trish. Corner. We'll deliver them. I want to meet the pigs anyway. Yeah, yeah, you guys have to come up. Would love to. Um, and also, so People Doing Good podcast is about sharing stories of people doing good to spread positivity. And part of my mission is helping kids. Nice. And two of the kids I enjoy helping are here. And I think exposing them to people Aww. like you, people They're who are so giving. Cute. And I wanted them to hear this so that you know about people who give back and how important it is. 
And I wanted to offer you the opportunity to ask her a question real quick. If you have any questions or comments about what you heard. As long as it's not math, I don't do math. Do all your dogs live at your house? Like, yes. Is it like a big house? <laughs> like normal size, 2,500 square feet. But yes, they, yes. It's, my house is like for the dogs, by the dogs. And I'm just the staff. Do they, they sleep together sometimes or... Yeah, so, like, I sleep with about six or seven of them. <laughs> nice. Oh, they're all in your bed <laughs> with you. they're all really six, little, yeah. Oh. And then some of them, they just get too hot, so they sleep on beds. I have, like, a million dog beds. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. Thank you. This is Abby. Yeah, so um, I'm part of a nonprofit that's mostly teen-based, but we are kind of struggling with outreach, and I was wondering how you kind of get more people interested on a larger scale. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, well, I have to say, I think social media is like a really powerful tool for doing good. It can mm -hmm. be a powerful tool for just about anything I think you're doing. I hate mm -hmm. to say it. Cause no, it really so, is. There's like some negative, you know, aspects, but I only, I mostly see the positive because Me every too. time I fundraise, like if I go to like, you know, China to bring dogs back. I mean, I'm, I I raise all the money for all the dogs to bring them back. Like, it's a boom. Right. Thanks to Facebook and yep. Instagram. Yep. And I don't know how I would have done it, like, historically, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think, like, and, and, you know, you're so young. I just think that most younger people are on social media, so I would really use that. it for good. Yeah, you know what? What, what do you do for kids? Um, so we go into their classrooms and yeah. they go to schools and we teach them about climate change. Oh, and brilliant! Kind of, it's fun. We just started it this year, but um, it's taking off. What's the name of the nonprofit, Abby? It's called Teach Climate and Redefine It. Okay, check that out too. Lots I of good to check that. out. I love that. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. All right, no, girls. Are both amazing questions. questions. They're amazing questions. I love them both. <laughs> yeah, good job, girls. Yeah. You were on a podcast. Yes. Good work. That's cool. Way to go. All right, thanks yeah. again, Odessa. When I'm sitting down with someone like you, I'm reminded why I started the podcast. Oh. And it's just, it's remarkable the wonderful people that I've met doing this. And you are people doing good. I and Trisha. That. Thank my guest host so today. Thanks for having me. That was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for what you do. Julie. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks, Jerry Robinson, my co-host. Miss you, buddy. Come back soon. Miss you, Jerry. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of GoTo Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. 